And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. So you're welcome to the We Are Mead podcast. You might have noticed already that our regular host Michael Brennan is not here tonight. He's on a holiday, so I've had to take up to the mantle. And I've been joined here in our secret North Mead bunker. We're moving around constantly. And I'm joined by our resident own, Davy Respin. How are you doing, Davy? Good. Kieran, yourself? We seem to be very light on numbers today. Brian is gone. Mickey is gone. Yeah, and I suppose we're probably not the best in the best nick to be doing this, but look, a wheel soldier on. Yeah, it was it was a tough bank holiday. Like we we gave a good lot of football in the weekend. We gave a gave a good showing of ourselves. Hopefully, we, your pictures in the program. David wrote your blogs. We yeah. a lot of work on that, but we we partied hard then. Yeah, fair play to you. It was a it was a fantastic program. I'm not just saying it, you know, because uh, you know we're obviously friendly in that. I thought it was a it was a great great effort from yourself and the whole PR team. So, well done. Well, it's good. It was good to be to do it. There's a lot of stress, as you can imagine. But I think once the teams are happy enough to get all the details in, and yeah. it doesn't, it's not a distraction to any of the teams. And as we'll find out, we were we were blessed with some great games of football at the weekend. So, firstly, we will just start off with um, from last week. Uh, just to make a statement on behalf of myself, just on regards to the allegations that were thrown at me at this podcast. Now it's very hard. Mickey's not here to silence me. Uh, I wasn't. I wish I was in Kentucky at the party. I wasn't. I was at home doing the county final program, as you can see, it got published, so it exists. So. Paddy Keneally, I, I, I appreciate the offer of the drink and that, but we'll get you later on, maybe the Christmas. So just coming on from the senior hurling, uh, I did catch up with Daryl Hart and Paddy Keneally, so we'll play those interviews for you now. It's Kieran Flynn here at the We Are Mead podcast, and I'm talking to a victorious man of the match, Paddy Keneally here on the field of Hart Hudson. you got to be a happy man. Ah, delighted, Kieran, to get over the line, especially after the last day when, when Jack got that goal and pointed, thought, that's it, we're gone, and blessed we got another crack at it today, and we thought coming in today that if we can just bring the same intensity, the same work rate, same attitude to the game, that we'd every chance of getting over the line. And thanks be to God we did, you know. Yeah, because you said that from the first day, usually if it goes to replay, the, the so-called favourite will win the, the replay. And that probably does put a bit of worry. But obviously it didn't get into your head because it seemed to be the intensity was up by Kildockey, not diminished. And everything no, it, like from Podge Gagan and Potter in the middle of the field, they set yeah, the tone and they really did, yeah. and did ah, yourself yeah. with eight points as well. Yeah, like, Alec, we, we, are, we ourselves thought that, OK... Yeah, there is that kind of rumour, that kind of saying that the favourites win replays. But if anything, the first game just gave us confidence. We felt, Jesus, we can match these boys, you know, because we got an awful baiting off them at the start of the year. And uh, we recovered from that. We had a great win against Ratoth. And we kind of slowly built and built. And coming into the final under the radar maybe suited us a bit. Mm. Um, If anything, in the the second day, I felt a bit more pressure on myself and on the team because there was nearly more expectation that we can match these boys. And 
you know, we can get over the line and thank God we did, you know. Yeah, and the matchup seemed to go right for, like, even some of their shooting was poor enough at Kiltails at the time, but overall, they brought kind of an intensity factor and the backs matched up well and it seemed to be, like, they even just said the two Ryan twins who dominated most of the games they played in and hurling yeah. and football didn't really get hold of the ball as much and James Kelly at wing back didn't seem to be on as much possession, even though he was trying his heart out and he was getting long, was, yeah. long range. It just seemed like the likes of Sean Heavey and that picked up a big performance today and massive, even man. the likes of bringing on Noel Kirby at the end and he got a free that really finished them off and yeah. just out of a great panel of players. Yeah, well, like, we talked about that coming into the game as well, that we, we felt that if we were still in the game with, with, with 15, 20 minutes to go, we kind of, we said, I said just before the show and I said to the 15 lads, we have, we have a responsibility here for them lads on the line to, to still be in the game when they're coming on, you know, yeah. we, we really trust our bench. We know we've, we've a serious bench there, like, Jesus, Evan Fitzgerald, come on in a great game. Uh, Noel Kirby, as I said, even Niall McNally, lads that yeah. didn't get on even, you know, Andrew yeah. Fagan. Like, there's plenty of boys there that, that can come in and do a job for us and we just felt if we could stay in the game long enough that them boys could come in and make an impact and thanks be to God they did, you know. Absolutely, so these are deserving champions. I'm going to let you get back to your celebrations and, and I'd say Glocky could be a good village to go to tonight. It will be, yeah, tonight and probably the rest of the week as well. And Kieran. maybe you got the Christmas time <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you yeah. want a Lancer medal, yeah. hopefully, or something. Please, please God, yeah. that. Please God, yeah. well Thanks very much, Kieran. Thanks very much. So it's Kieran Flynn there and I'm with Darla Hart, uh, joint manager Kildaki. What are you thinking? Oh, I don't, uh, don't know what to think, Kieran. It's, uh, it's brilliant, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. You know, you're, that's why you, that's why you do it. Um, and look at it, it just, we just wound up just a brilliant performance. And it's great to have probably your best performance up to now. Probably your best performance is long, I would say, even probably better than the last day against Kildare. But to bring your best performance in the last day of the year is just brilliant. And like, you know, brilliant to do. Yeah, because after the drawn final, there was kind of radio silence. We didn't interview anyone. We kind of we knew well that both teams would go back to their respective bases and try and come back with the the chess moves, whatever, to to find out. I think from a tactical point of view, you kind of went very similar again set up, but it seemed to work for you again this week. Yeah, we kind of similar set up, but we a couple of different personnel, and then we kind of switched a few things tactically, yeah. like you know. Because uh, you can't bring, like, I was very assistant, you know, 20 minutes after the last day, yeah. you've got to bring something different to the replay, yeah. and you always have to, and Cattail did, Cattail mixed it up, Peter Dornan started, mm. you know, they, they had a bit of different personnel, and we had to, we had to adjust, but I thought we had our matchups right, and, yeah. okay, they had probably a better spell, maybe, in the first 15 minutes, you know, we were keeping ourselves in the game, but I thought that 15 minutes, four half time, up to half time, I thought that's, we began to take over in that period, again, it felt like, Two points up at half time, same as the drawn game, but it felt like a better two points yeah. today than did maybe in the drawn game. In the drawn game, I thought we should have been more up, maybe four or five. We'd have a couple of bad boys for half time. Um, and then, you know, half time, you're, you're hoping that they have the breeze and all that they won't open up and make a couple of little tweaks again. And, and yeah. you know, some of them work, some of them don't. But, uh, ah, brilliant second half, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the story of it from looking just, we're keeping very basic stats just for the main Twitter with the score. And then I think you were around 72% scoring while Kiltail were around 54%. It's around that, I think. It just shows you that your execution of the scores was a lot better overall and you get 82% from the dead ball while Kiltail were down nearly close to 60 or 50 from set play. So it just shows you that like you had similar, they had 26 shots, you had 24. Okay. So they had more shots than you but you still executed and just shows the lads were on form today. Yeah and it's, look at I thought, uh, you know, and I thought it was the same the first day, I thought the pressure we put them under mm. around the half hour then that meant that a lot of their shots they were getting away were under pressure like, you know mm. what I mean? And those are, you know, those are the ones that tighten up a little bit in the county final like, you yeah. know what I mean? And they were under pressure and, you know, to be fair, on the free stats I mean Jack Green probably hit a few very long free yeah. with, a, with a swirling win so I don't think that's a fair reflection really yeah. on, on him as a free taker you know and he's trying to claw them back into the game to be fair to him but uh, no I thought our sele- shot selection we talked a little bit about it the last mm. day we probably hit six or seven brutal wise yeah, in the yeah. second half like you know what I mean and we talked about a lot this week like you know 
just steady up, you know what I mean? Shot selection, especially, you know, into the wind there, that you're, that you're, you're forcing the home rather than just hitting home. So I thought we improved a lot on that this week, like, you know? Yeah, I thought, for example, uh the, for example the pass selection was very good like for example some people were kind of groaning saw some of the pass and went backwards for example Sean Heavey hit a ball 60 yards backwards to Podge Gagan and some people might see that as negative but what he did with the ball when he got it he put it over the bar yeah, yeah. from in his own half there at the end it was kind of like Nicky Barton did a few times as well where seemingly he was deep in the corner he played the ball back out and around and created space and it was just very uh, tactically astute by the players to get the best position to shoot yeah well we, we are, well, I suppose we're, we're very much about being brave on the ball like you mm. know what I mean whether that's Mar taking short puck outs and someone yeah. handling it or not, you know. And like that, like we'd love to be on to last night to keep the ball in play like as long, you know, as best we can, like, you know. And sometimes Kiltail, their half back line sits back a little bit. Yeah. You know, so we felt if we could if we could stretch them out a little bit, you know what I mean? And and that Sean, like Sean and Podger would be free outside that it might you know, we might be able to pick off a few scores like so. No, I, I, like the last day probably we took those as shots maybe when in today we probably took them as passes yeah. and maybe that's probably ultimately the little bit of difference like, you know, between it. And yet still I looked up the clock maybe I know I was gone 13, 14, 15 minutes second half and we were still only three ahead yeah. you know and uh, you're just beginning to tighten up again and think like look at this is you know is this a bit of deja vu you know they had a half a goal chance there there was a Podge Kelly had a chance yeah, just yeah, the yeah, yeah and you know you're thinking Jesus, that goes in are we under pressure and then you know I felt then I actually felt them missing that goal chance suddenly inspired us and I thought after that almost we kind of found a little bit of an extra gear like you know yeah. what I mean and then Paddy Potton I think it was that got the goal and we stretched on a couple of points and then Noel won a great free near the end you know mm. what I mean and you know I thought we thought we finished very very strong like you know mm. what I mean you know I think it held contained to 11 I think was it yeah I think so you know what I mean yeah. so 113 the last day 11 today like that you know and then like with the forwards they have that's you know, that's that's serious goal from our backs like you know what I mean yeah I was just going to say that the defending was kind of ferocious at times when they came out and but they were playing the ball and in fairness to Fergus Smith he, he called relatively little amount of frees and I think we talked about that way back in Dungani in the in the in the build up that you wanted to let the hurling do the talk and not to turn into a free a free shoot off and it wasn't it was most of the scores were from play and it was it was a great game to watch as a neutral yeah and I thought like I, I'd say to be fair to Richie the first day as well yeah. I thought Richie had a good game the first day I thought Fergus good today said that was all earlier on that you weren't going to win handy frees yeah. and that's fine once you know that and you're consistent yeah. on that and I thought all day he was very consistent on that and you know a few times you're saying oh there's free Fergus but he's not giving them either way and that's no. all you can ask for and then the next you know year I mean? it go down the other end and you'd be saying thank yeah. God he did. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and I thought he let uh, some good, solid, hard tackling, yeah. you know what I mean, go. And that's that's all we're looking for, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's good. We, lads are, if lads are honest on the ball, yeah. I think that's all we're looking the for. The players you know I mean? stood up and there was no dirt off it. No, no, there wasn't. And no, that, there wasn't. So. You know, and that, in fairness to Kintail as well, you know, yeah. I've never seen them, you know, if, if being beaten in the game and pulling strokes or anything like that. So I thought both teams, you know, mm. it was hard and fair. And it was there was a ferocity we needed to bring. Yeah. Like a lot of people were saying the first game was a bit stop start, but actually... We needed a bit of stop start. Yeah. We needed a little bit of stop start today again, and it kind yeah. of was a little bit. And that kind of suited us a bit because what we didn't want them to was open up. Like you know, what I mean, yeah. it's no better team to, to open up. Like you know what I mean. So and just, I was talking to Paddy Canelier. He talked about the squad and like the likes of Rickard, who who wasn't able to start certain and Healy's and even he lads didn't get a game like Andrew Vig. He talked about the squad and like the lads really all across the panel were excellent saying you couldn't pick out Manny who, who didn't play well and I think that's a testament to obviously the full squad and to the management team oh yeah no big time big time lads have straight trade on like I see you know like lads have trained on with the that would be kind of would have been on the intermediate team yeah. and look I probably had no chance of coming on today but still yeah. have trained on with us you know consistently like you know and that's what you need you know and the likes of Enda Fitzgerald there you yeah. know it's 40 years of age it's four young kids yeah. and uh, still does not miss a training session yeah. you know what I mean and he's still beating that's he's trying to get away from the kids yeah, yeah. probably yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know what, he's been outstanding for us and he's still there talking out today, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Mad to be 
part of it. Like, you know, yeah. actually, when you see lads like that, like, you know what I mean? You know, the young lads then can only be inspired. Like, you know what I mean? Like Podge Gagan, is he 36? Is he or 38? 36 or 7. I'd yeah, rather, yeah, so I'd rather not put him too old. No, he's in the programme, so you can't hide the fact. But, like, he was actually in the middle of the field and he looks like a young man playing out there. He does. And again, marching, you know, at the Savage game, you know, we detail on Mark Sullivan. And Mark Sullivan is, you know, has been excellent all year for Cadell. Like, you know what I mean? Marching was quiet in the fact that Mark Sullivan was relatively quiet too. Exactly, yeah. And Sean Heavey, I thought, had a magnificent game today. Like, probably a little bit quieter than you would have hoped for the last day. But again, today, a magnificent game. Like, it looks like a feed general. His passing was excellent and he just seemed to get on the ball a lot. He did. And he didn't go for scores. Like, you know what I mean? He worked the ball around, which is great. Like, I mean, if you've an old head like that doing that, you know the younger lads will, will see that, and then you have the likes of his use of Nicky passing the ball yeah, at yeah. six yards because he sees Sean doing it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, you know, so you know, two and then Mark McCormick from the goal as well. What a tour! What a year for him! Like you know he what I mean? Brilliantly Absolutely. Goals, like yeah. he looked at the start of the year like he might be the junior goalie. You know, yeah, and then yeah. things uh, conspired against uh, Paul and against maybe Conor Flynn, and next thing yeah. Mark's in there and he's really taken and he was excellent. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the panel thing that you have to push other lads and lads who probably thought they should be starting on the room with county panels and some of that, and then it's actually you're not guaranteed your place and. That's kind of ultimately what you want in the senior team. Oh, big, big time, and big time, and, and maybe the last day, not so much, but in other games, the bench made a huge. Yeah. We brought in the bench against uh, along with Nyman Ali scored one two that yeah. day, like you know what I mean. And that's the way it's been all year. And like you have a guy like Mark Healy, you know, today yeah. left off the start because he went to something different, but comes in and has yeah. a brilliant cameo for twenty minutes there at the end, yeah. like, and that's what we're looking for. Like Evan came in, tried hard, you know, come off again, but you know, gave it everything, you know what I mean, yeah. and, and held his head up coming off, like, and that's what you need. You need Noel comes in again, like you know what I mean, and then the Mark Healy and a few more lads. Hopefully, the journey obviously into Leinster now is going to be a big one, and I think I'm playing the awfully intermediate champions. I don't know if that's been decided yet, but obviously, it's your first foray into it in a number of years as being champion. So, it'll be interesting to see. You're obviously going to have a few nights now to enjoy yourselves, but you're back probably training. You have a Division 3 final on Friday. It'll be an interesting panel to pick from on Friday. Breathalysers at the gate. As well, as well, I might get a game myself. You were tempted, you were said to put yourself on today, but you. you you avoided the uh, I, did, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Spuddy would have put me in um, but uh, yeah no look at we, we didn't win a game in Leinster as yeah. dominant as we were on 9, 10, 11 and maybe that's yeah. a small little bit of a regret like you know what I mean so uh, no we'll give it the right shot and, and you know like Kintail have been superb in Leinster like you know yeah. I mean, probably unlucky they didn't get over the line in Leinster you know but they have, they have played some big teams in Leinster to be fair to them and uh, we're, we'd hope to be, as me county champions yeah. represent the county with the respect that it deserves like so we will get back you know, as you say, Division 3 on Friday and then look, we'll get back to a bit of training and we'll see where we go from there. You know? Absolutely, yeah. It's been wonderful to talk to you in the build-up and it's a great talk to you now as champions and we wish you the best luck and the Mead Hurland people will be behind you in Leinster and hope that you can go and, and get a title again. So, well, well, thanks, thanks, thanks a minute, So, Dave, you can see from Paddy Keneally and Darla Hart, it was obviously, you referenced the Hurland, we won't go into it in detail, but the Hurland game was a great win for Kalaki last week and Darla Hart and Paddy Keneally uh, were happy, obviously, and, and Darla was actually involved Friday night there was a, another win for Kildaki. They actually won the Division 3 Hurling League final there, 4-12 to one thirteen against Rathmalane. So everything's going well for Kildaki at that direction. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of celebrating after the final, but full credit to them coming out on the Friday night after the final and um, getting another cup on the, uh, you know, in the mantelpiece. Um, disappointment for Rathmalane, and I'm sure Martin O'Halloran, it's his beloved Rathmalane, the village but um, they, they seem to be coming again plenty of young lads coming through it'll probably take a couple of years but uh, no fair play to Kildaki fantastic year and I'm sure I don't know it's probably early stage to be starting talking about club of the year and stuff but they'll definitely be contenders you'd imagine for that accolade wouldn't they? Absolutely like uh, to probably the the calibre of the win as well to <coughs> knock off such a good such a good um, Kiltail team and that's the reality of it now but the reward thankfully is they go into the Leinster Championship 
They're playing the uh, Offaly uh, Senior B champions, who are Sarah Kieran's. That's in Trim at half one this Saturday coming. So we wish them all the best in that. So in this week's We Are Me podcast, we're going to be focusing on the majority of the club football action. So we'll be focusing on the minor football final, which was a, a great game played between St. Colum Kills and Summer Hill. St. Colum Kills won, won that game 2-10 to 1-11. Then we'll be talking about a cracker of a junior final, which went to went to a draw and is now fixed for a replay. That was Myla 1-8 to Clonagales 1-8. And then the intermediate football final, which saw Nobber uh, convincingly defeat Trim on 4-16 to Trim's 13 points. And of course, the Premier match, a great win for Ratoth. 3.15 to Summer Hills, 2.13. So the other results we mentioned, uh, we mentioned the Senior Hurling final was obviously last week. Kildaki won that 117-11. to 11. We mentioned Kildaki and Ratmaline, Kildaki winning the League 3. There was also some Round 1 fixtures in the Under-21 Football Championship. So St. Colum Kills defeated Centralstown, and it was more impressive. They didn't have their minors for this game, I believe. So they defeated Centralstown, 117 to Centralstown's 2.12. Dunshockland played Nafina. Dunshockland at 3.11 to Nafina's 5.9. We had St. Peter's Dunboyne 2.13 to St. Colum Kill, 9 points. And then that was their second team. Then we had Balnebracky defeat Walterstown 14 points to 6. We had St. Vincent's Corrado defeat Noelcastle 6.20 to 5 points. We had Bechtel Dunsany beating Dunconor Mead Hill 7.14 to 1.9. We had Gale Colum Kill defeat St. Peter's Dunboyne 1.14 to 1.7. We had Kilbride defeat by Liver, 5-18 to 3-12. And there was a, a big victory for St Mary's Slane, 3-11 to Longwood's 1-14. So them results played on Sunday. That was all the games played in the last week. So we move on, Davy. First of all, the, the junior final on Saturday, Myla, Clonagale. It was an absolute cracker. What did you think of that yourself? It was a great yeah. game. Like. It was very competitive and uh, it was very tactical, I suppose. There wasn't um, too much kind of given away by either manager going into the game. But, you know, I, I think it was it played out. It was very tight and there was a lot of mistakes and probably big occasion. Junior final, it's, you know, it's obviously a huge occasion for both clubs. And um, it took it took both sides a while to get into the game. But overall, you'd have to say a draw is probably the fair result. Myla put themselves in a great position. Um, you know, in that first half, and then kicking on second half again, I think went four points up. But full credit to Clannagale; they got they got the goal back through Philly Gary and equalised. Went ahead then, and Myla showed character then to come back and get the draw. Both sides had chances to win it late on, and and ultimately the draw, um, which which probably caused a little bit of controversy. <laughs> you know, was the fairest result, and um, will will both go again, or they'll both go again uh, Wednesday night. Absolutely. So yeah, the the refixture, or sorry, the replay, I should say, is this Wednesday night coming. 8 o'clock in Ashburn and, and it did cause a bit of problems uh, Damien Griffin who's the current fixture secretary at CCC came up to me with about 2 minutes left in the game and said it looks like it's going to be a replay here so just, just have this ready he gave me the fixture details and of course I read it out not to the very much not to the liking of the supporters I got a bit of a boo not, not to me obviously but it was kind of funny but both sides were giving me absolute dog's abuse they thought that I had made the decision and only after a few minutes of kind of explaining that I was only the messenger literally don't shoot the messenger so it was a bit of crack anyway I didn't take any of it to heart it was just a bit of venting I think but I think there was questions over why would you bring two teams from the west and the northwest of the county all the way over to Ashburn mm-hmm. obviously I'd say that some clubs would probably feel that they should have the venue maybe the likes of the Bannonlock and the Minolties and Michaels Milbrook, yeah. Milbrook, even Cartown, Cartown, yeah, 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 even yourselves <laughs> you have to get a bigger car park <laughs> but even Ashburn probably is our, our, our best 
uh, club fixture or club venue like we played uh, O'Burn Cup there before when Part Ulster was unavailable so maybe the CCC were just thinking that's our premier venue but mm. a lot of lads might be coming from Dublin might suit but we'll leave it up to people to make their own minds up on that it's, it's, yeah. we didn't make the decision so we're not going to well no it's a, it's a tricky one and you can absolutely understand you know both clubs frustrations I suppose the game pretty much has to be played during the week obviously we're Clan Gale playing Hurland next week and then the Leinster football starting mm. the following week so whether it was this week or next week it was going to have to be a midweek fixture so it was never going to be ideal three games in seven days for Clan Gale for some of their players I think there's six or seven of them in total not ideal but um, you know in saying that Myla, Myla need every bit of the recovery time too probably because they're a bit of an older team age profile wise but yeah Ashburn's a tricky one it's a, it's a funny venue um, to bring two clubs like that Clannagale, it's not great, but Mile, it's probably it's a bit of a disaster on the trek. You know, to, what time will they be back in Mile at on on Wednesday night? It well, could be, it could be near it, eleven o'clock. You know, yeah. But if, if they've got the Peter McDermott Cup with them, <laughs> they won't give Fiddler's elbow. Yeah. And obviously, it'll be a hard journey up the road if you're mm. the losing team. And unfortunately, we're gonna there. There could be another replay. There is extra time now in this game, but. They could go to a replay after extra time, so I wouldn't rule that out. And I suppose that's another thing, you know, maybe at convention, there might be talk about changing finals um, to include extra time as opposed to just going straight to the replays from the first day. Maybe there's a case for that, particularly when there's a backlog of fixtures. But yeah, but again, the, the age-old question, though, is there was an extended periods of the junior championship, but there was no games played. Yeah, well, that was the, that was the biggest frustrating thing. And, you know, there was... Um, the resumption of the championship came I think two weeks before the senior and intermediate got underway and then like uh, Myla for example after beating Dunsany I think they had three or four weeks of a gap between yeah. the semi-final and final so you're kind of saying geez, like, again Hurling came into that with Kildaki but there was even mm. periods before that even in the summer yeah. it, it just needs to be probably looked at with, and, and I suppose it doesn't reflect good and people will say look at that's how junior players are treated and everything and you know, it's 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 a difficult one for everyone, really. But these things have to have to be made. The decisions have to be made, and as you say, it was split second, really. You know, and well, coming up to the final. Well, Centrestown won the senior two thousand and nine. Mm. That was played a replay Thursday night in Partalsh when we had the lights. That was against the Tones. Well, Tones, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was because Leinster had to play Port Leash at the weekend. Yeah. So it does happen <clears> to senior clubs as well. So I, I don't like the thing of oh, we're only junior clubs. The definitely was made that the. They couldn't put it the weekend because of hurling. It would have been unfair for Clonagain to play the day after a hurling match. So yeah, that's probably it. But we'll we'll come to the junior final in way more detail at the actual match. And Davy caught up with Owen Griffin, the goalkeeper for Clonagain, and Ted Dowd, who's the banished Ora Myla. So make sure to check that out during the week for our extra content. So that's on to the intermediate football final, which was uh, pretty much a masterclass by the North Mead men in Nover. 4-16, the trims 13 points. Davy was probably... The story of maybe the full forward line for now were probably the men that's probably going to take a lot of the plaudits. Sean oh, Lee, Johnny yeah. Morris, and Brian Farrell. Absolutely, I think uh, you know. And the, the brother Nile, of course, as well. Yeah, I think the three lads, though. Obviously, Brian, you know, listed on the program as twelve wing forward, but he's always going to play in the full forward line. And I think they amounted for was it two ten or two twelve out of the whole tally of, um, you know, it, it was an outrageous kind of tally between the three of them. But you know, I spoke to Jordy Morris, which we'll hear on the Patreon as well. About the chemistry that the three lads have, you know, and the first goal illustrated that Mido had a free over near the sideline under the stand, diagonal ball in, and Farrell would a deft flick on to to Jordy Morris, and it was in the net. It was just the three lads linking up to devastating effect. But in fairness, you have to give their defence credit as well. The trim forwards we spoke about have have been superb. You know, Lynchy's the one really, but. 
Um, I thought Barry Casty, who I did think would mark him, I wasn't sure would he would he actually be able to mark yeah, him. Well, that's the point. And, yeah. and no, that's no disrespect or no slight on on Barry because um, Lynchy's been fantastic this year. But I thought Barry did as good as he possibly could. Alan Douglas, I thought they did they did a good job on him, keeping him nice and quiet as well. But they also offered. Thomas Murta in midfield, um, superb, and Alan Farrell complimented him really well. So it was an overall, it was a fantastic team performance by, um, by Nobber, and they really saved their best to last. Trim will be, ult- they'll be hugely disappointed really with their performance more than anything in the final, and you know they're going to have to face into another year of intermediate football. But you know what a story it is for Nobber, a return to senior football, and no one outside of Nobber would have envisaged that at the start of this year. Absolutely, um, it was a. A great moment after the game as well with the presentation. Uh, John O'Brien, who's the club captain, mm. was very much included in the presentation, and yeah. it was very much an ad hoc decision made by uh, myself and who else was up there. John Cavanagh basically, where Nobber was asked, "Could we do the presentation on the pitch and not up the, the steps in front of the area?" And actually, would look very well. A lot of good feedback on doing it on the pitch. Just it seemed to be a bit mental, but it it did look very well, and John got to be included, which I think is important because. Mm. Uh, Brian Heffern and or sorry, Brian Heffern and Brian Farrell both said how much John was instrumental in the campaign mm. and just being a motivational figure and just being involved in the panel. So yeah. uh, Brian Kelly caught up with him and you caught up also. He said with Jordy Martin, but you got Sean Carlin, Jordy Morris and Sean Carlin, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you got the so it was three interviews from the intermediate that you can catch on our Patreon podcast during the week. So then we move on to the next game. So we're now on the, the Sunday morning games and it's the minor final that we mentioned. Uh, St Colin Kills actually put up a great display to beat Summerhill 210 to Summerhill's 111 and it probably was just uh, not a day Summerhill people will, will will remember with fondness probably but it was a great game as a neutral to watch yeah sure was I, I thought I really enjoyed it actually the longer the game went on the better it got and it ebbed and flowed throughout really Clan and Gale, or Clan and Gale. Um, Summerhill you know had, a, had an outstanding start to the game and took an early lead but Colin Kills in fairness pulled them back reeled them in a bit and then they, they went for home but they were hanging on towards the end and it was one that I thought Summerhill had enough chances to win it there was obviously a penalty save and you know it's hard not to mention about Jacob Kula in, in the St. Colm Kills goals he was superb and made that penalty save and then they go up the other end and get a goal themselves mm. six point swing you know in the space of a minute minute or 90 seconds and that was really the difference Summerhill had other chances and they just couldn't seem to finish them off for all the possession and dominance they had St. Colm Kills were resolute they they hung on with the with the lead they had going into the final stages and um, look at maybe maybe Summerhill might have deserved it the probably draw would have been the fair result again like this but um, full credit to Colum Kills they're an emerging talented team and um, they're going to be around for a long time to come probably in senior ranks and you know they'll take a lot of heart from Retote's win which will come to um, looking ahead to the next couple of years that they can maybe emulate them and get a Keegan Cup under the, under the belt. Absolutely, like they only won their first ever championship a few years ago when the Banty Conlon won it for St. Colm Kills, hmm. amongst obviously the other 14 players. Yeah. But he was impressive that day, and there's definitely, when we talk about the likes of David Bell, when we, we were yeah. going through that in our Patreon as well, uh, that St. Colm Kills were very impressive. But it, it does look like Mead football is very much drifting towards that uh, east coast and uh, south border with our neighbours in, in Navy and Sky Blue. <laughs> so hopefully. But that's what I said, the, the North Mead clubs will tell you that they're still fighting strong. There's one other thing before we move on for Jacob. It's only the, the penalty actual save didn't seem that impressive when you saw his second save. Like, a kind of how good he oh, actually The reaction the save, goals. yeah, that, that went over the bar. That was a superb save from point blank range, and it was a real instinctive kind of 
re- reaction kind of response from the goalkeeper and uh, excellent reflexes and that was another save that I didn't even mention um, which was you're right it was it was better than the penalty save to be honest with you yeah it was it's the kind of thing that hey it was probably one of the best saves in Meads in the championship all year in any level so yeah. fair play to Jacob and the lads just moving on now to our next game obviously the, the pinnacle of the year the Fairy House Steel Meads Senior Football Final and it saw a retort team basically really come of age and kind of put a lot of their underage success basically behind them and they pushed on to win their first ever Keegan Cup and they got to take the Keegan Cup home with them Retort 3.15 to Summerhills 2.13 and jeez they were just impressive weren't they David? Ah brilliant I mean 3.15 that's some score to be putting up in a, in a senior final and you know 2.13 I know Summerhill got a goal and I think two in injury time which probably you know took a little bit of the gloss off it and um, made it a bit more respectable looking but Retort were awesome you're right Kieran the they simply um, dominated I won't say from the start because obviously Kev Ryan got a goal in, yeah. inside the first minute but after that he's doing that doesn't he he does yeah, yeah. and I love the celebration he's yeah, a yeah. cheerer with the yeah, hand yeah. up it's great but uh, he obviously went off at half time which was a big loss to Summerhill because they lost that pace um, and, they, and they needed to come out and have a fast start to the second half and I think they were six, six, seven points down they did have a, they did rally I think they got three or four points in a row but then Retote settled again got a few scores and then got another goal um, put the game to bed and they, they were rootless that that was the you know the overriding kind of um, emotion I, I had from looking at the game they they had Summerhill exactly where they wanted them but they kept their foot on the throat and they didn't give them any opportunity to get back into the game and you know full credit to them because it's very difficult when you're going for your first championship that sometimes when you actually realise what you're about to do nerves can come into play or you can start making mistakes and everything they were, they were just so composed even the way they kept the ball recycled it held on to the ball possession football and they just wore Summerhill down and um, you know the Wallaces um, I thought were magnificent Bryony McMahon Gavin McGowan there were some huge performances even Shane Duffy there made a couple of great saves um, you know at crucial times as well but Lombard and the kickouts as well the kickouts are very impressive as well yeah well and, and they have such big men in around the middle of the field like you, you have the two McGowans you have Keane O'Brien you have Gavin um, McGowan as well sorry as well as Dahi and that so when you have big men like that, I, there's no problem in bombing mm. long. I know Tony McDonald is completely different. He he tries to go short where possible and get lads on the yeah. ball. But um, if you have big men and don't, no reason to be afraid to use them, and he absolutely does. Yeah, and it just really was impressive with the the fight back. Like it quite easily for a tot when they conceded that early goal. Like that's what we when we were predicting and doing things, we we're probably thinking that we would just query maybe Retort's resilience. Maybe mm. if something crisis goes in, will they react to it? And you have to say they did because they marched down and more or less got the penalty and the goal straight away, didn't they? Well, yeah, they did, yeah. 100%. And, I mean, Davy Byrne, we spoke to, obviously, yeah, very charismatic figure, you know, in the Retote, um management team. He's, he's obviously come back in. And it's Gas. He started the, this whole cycle in 2012 yeah. when they won the junior. And he kind of went away for a while. He's come back and finished it seven years later winning the senior. But something that he mentioned, which we'll hear in his interview on the Patreon, was that they did put on this kind of all these situations or scenarios what if this happens mm. and he says well what if what if Summerhill get an early goal what are we going to do this was all talked about prior to the game so you know the lads knew exactly 
that this was a pro- potential scenario and they wouldn't have they would have rather it didn't happen yeah. obviously but it the fact of the matter is it did it was a it was a good routine work by Summerhill which will you know we'll we'll talk about the game in far more depth later on but um full credit to Rototh and I mean the celebrations look to be still in mm. full swing which is which is great absolutely it, it'll be Rototh probably the boar's head copperface jack sparks mm. Rototh but, uh, but it's it's great. Sorry to to put across you, but I know they get a bit of stick, you know, with, with the Dublin and they're yeah. so close to Dublin and everything. But I I was looking at a video there on Instagram. I don't know who had it up, but you know they were singing "Beautiful Mead." I think yeah. Brian McBatten had it on his Insta story, um, and they were all belting out. So it's great to see there's there's not too much dubs that that'll be singing "Beautiful Mead." So they're all genuine mead men. No, they were saying that there is a obviously the majority of them are second or third generation mead men at this stage. So <laughs> yeah, they very much are retort people, and they're very much mead men. It's just obviously it's great for their club from being such a small little village. There was a lot of stats on that put around in the national newspapers in the last few weeks about mm. them and how small a village they were and how much they've changed. But it just shows the demographics are changing and Mead football is going to be stronger because of the likes of Rototh and the Kills and Dunchocklin and etc. Dunboy and Ashburn. That really they're going to be the future probably that you're going to take as much players out of them for the county. But it seems that uh, Rototh mightn't be finished and they might they might be able to do a, a run in Leinster. They're playing Gary Castle in mm. two weeks so We'll talk about that in the Patreon as well, maybe about the Gary Castle team as well and maybe how good they can be in it. But uh, as you said, David, you spoke to Davy Byrne, the manager, and you also spoke to Joey Wallace, mm. the man of the match as well, the Colin Cromwell man of the match. So he, and he, was, and he, he was a happy bunny too. He was, absolutely. And, you know, he gave us a little bit of insight maybe as to whether he might be going back on the Mead panel. He, he didn't give too much away, but we definitely asked him the question and... Uh, you know, you'll hear his response on the Patreon as to what he said about that. But no, the immediate reaction is just you know one of relief and pure and utter joy. Like they're going to enjoy this because they haven't they haven't won a Keegan Cup, which is um, astonishing. And it's great to see a new name going on the on the trophy and the role of honour as well. Absolutely, yeah, they're they're a massive side, and we look forward to pl- seeing them play the rest of the year. Hmm. But very much the football and the hurling is definitely not finished for the year. And we have some fixtures come out today as well, and it's going to be an interesting game now this Sunday coming between Summerhill and Gale Column Kill. They're going to be playing in the JMB Sportsfield Fetch Cup final. That's Sunday at 2.45 in Park Tolson. So it'll be interesting, to have you, will Summerhill be able to bounce back straight away? Or even the same thing about Gail Column Kill, like they were defeated in the semi-final. Very disappointed with that. Mm. Two teams are going to be gunning for each other to see can they get a cup. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And like they've, they've both put huge effort into trying to guess the Keegan Cup. And they're not going to finish. I know Kells, you know, with the league and that, but... Summerhill especially, they'll be disappointed and they'll probably, you know, have taken stock and, um, you know, enjoyed the, it's it's not celebrations, but they still would have enjoyed their night after yeah. the final and, and probably the next day, but their heads will be back down probably Tuesday, Wednesday and they'll they'll be doing a bit of training, I'm sure, to try and get right for it and um, try and finish the year on a high. It'd be great to win it with some silverware. Kells will probably be relieved that maybe Summerhill were beaten and that they don't have to wait another God knows three, and four, or five, six weeks because yeah. it's very difficult for Kells who've been gone from the championship for the last two or three weeks now to not, when you don't know when the game could be to mm. try and be keep ticking over and training for for a game you just don't know when it is so it'll be an interesting one I'm looking forward to that final it'll be interesting now is right and it's going to be the first couples as we, we mentioned earlier in the year in a podcast actually it was actually the one we mentioned earlier in the year we had Martin Halloran here in the North Mead mm. bunker and we actually we were live and we were talking about the Fesh Cup and maybe some of its diminished status but you can't do much better like you know, the week after the county final yeah. it's in Partholson so we encourage everyone to go to it it'll be a cracking game of football all mm. the lads will be there and available so very much get yourself there also in the fixtures the Junior C football final is fixed 
for before that Fesh Cup game. So that's another incentive to go Sunday 1pm between Walterstown and Dunderry. So Dunderry and Walterstown, that'll be, I know it's second team football, but they're two two proud teams and they'll be looking to get some silverware too. Yeah, Dunderry have had a great um, great year in that junior C. I think Decky Matten, who's the sponsor of Collar and Cuff, he's, mm. he's uh, the nippy corner forward in there and uh, he's rolling back the years for them. But yeah, Dunderry have plenty of... Um, young players coming through which would have played minor a good minor team last year and um, then they have some of the older lads as well who are probably scaling down at this stage but they'll be you know going hell for leather to win at Walterstown as well I mean I was I actually met Paul Foy last night he, he would have went to college with me um, and and he's part of the team really looking forward to it he's gone back playing football this year really enjoying it and it'd be great for them lads to get a bit of silverware you know at the end of the year and um I know that both of the first teams were probably disappointed the way the manner they you know went out with the championships, but um, full credit to their second teams who have kept soldiering on because again it's not easy when your numbers are, are low and ultimately they would be when your first teams are gone. But um, great opportunity for two good clubs to finish the year on a high. Yeah, because they'll want to win the junior C because next year with the Premier Championships coming in, you don't know what level you might be at. You could be up a division or down, and you want yeah. to make sure when you have a final here to get some silverware. And again, it's going to be a cracker of a game because seen Walsham play this year they had 25-30 players togged out in the second team which is a serious it's number great, so. great going, yeah. so then our next one this is the Saturday now Junior 2 Hurling which is sponsored by K Windows and Doors uh, that's a proud Kildaki sponsor there as well so they're, they're flying the flag every, every which direction in the hurling world St Patrick's are playing Nafina Saturday 3pm in Park Tolshan and that's a refixture of the game that was due to be played but due to bereavement had to be postponed so be interesting to see the, the programme that was done for the game and it looked like they were good enough to go but it's going to be good the Hurland obviously I think St Pat's were they did voice their opinion very much that this game has to be in Paratolchen just to promote the Hurling and mm. not to have it out and I think it's only right that the Championship Finals are played in Paratolchen Yeah absolutely I think it's very important that games were possible I know you know ground can be an issue at this time of year and um, you have to obviously mind it's 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 a wonderful pitch in Navan and you have to kind of protect it as much as you can but it's a great incentive for people for, for young players and, and maybe second team players who probably wouldn't always get the opportunity to play in Navan and everybody you know I know Navan's quite old and we're, we're all looking forward to the redevelopment but there is something really special about playing in there on a final um, getting the opportunity to run out and, and you know play on the, the hollow turf and uh Win a cup, hopefully it's a, it's a great place to win. It's not it's not such a good place, but there's no place that's good when you lose. But um, yeah, absolutely, I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, and then our next we've a, a a lot of uh, under 21 football fixtures coming up, and uh, we'll see in the championship, uh, the Cool Ride Refrigeration sponsored championship that Simonson are playing. We're taught this Wednesday evening at eight o'clock in Simonstown. So uh, very much the the youngsters of Retort are going to have to see. Uh, what kind of state they're in I wonder now will there be breathalysers at the gate or what way are they going to do it do you think David I don't know yeah some of them would still be underage so they, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be having too many shandies at this stage but no look it was it was a bit like Colin Kills probably yesterday you know winning the winning the minor and then I think their second team were out in the minor final division 4 or 5 today against Ballinlock which which is a shout out as well for Ballinlock Um you know that they were they won I think by a point today wasn't it against St Colin Kill's second mm. team so um, yeah look I don't think it'll be an issue I think they probably would have you know enjoyed a few with the with the team and rightfully so because these these opportunities don't come around too often but they'll they'll be focused on the game you know midweek hundred percent yeah just from reading the program during the week there's actually a good few of the senior players involved like for example Ben Weir Sean Brazel Ben and Dahi McGowan I'm not sure Ben is twenty one I'm not sure if he's underage or not. Uh, Darren McParkland, there's Cormac Butler as well, uh, Luke New, 
So there's a lot of the total as Keen Rogers, Cuddle Ahern, of course, mm. the leader of 20 captain, Porrick Byrne. So there's a good few of the senior panel involved. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, they'll be like on Wednesday night. Then screener playing Summerhill, and it's interesting that that Summerhill game is on a Friday night. So it's going to be a difficult task for some of the youngsters, the under 21s, mm. to play Friday and Sunday in the Fesh Cup. Yeah, geez, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, maybe that subject to change could it change possibly because that's a huge ass task them. Um, obviously the likes of Liam Shaw I think is underage for that I think yeah and Conor Frayne will be as well Dermot McCabe Dermot McCabe yeah um, I'm just John trying. Keane I think as well is another one who's John Keane would be he played with the 20s this year of course yeah so there, there is quite a few you know and um, Jack Bannon from the team there's Jack Davies I think is another one from it as well so there's a good I few I think that's a, that's a ridiculous kind of fixture for them to having to play Friday and then play you know another final like Sunday that's three games in seven days well, as well there might be letters in we, we won't sure. get in the middle of the yeah half, yeah yeah then just to run quickly through the, the A and the B and the C, there's um there's games for Balnebracchi are playing St Vincent's Coraha and Trim are playing Killer Emmets. They're both Sunday, one's at two PM and one's at half eleven. I know Balnebracchi and the St Vincent's Coraha. I was talking to Aidan Quinn, who's their club chairman, he says they wanted an afternoon fixture because they're actually doing filming for their Oscars fundraiser in the morning. Oh yeah. So you have to you couldn't be going and all your dolling up in your makeup and all for filming and then go out and flake each other then yeah. to get in. <laughs> Then in the under twenty one B, there's St Ulton's Courtown Gales are playing Kilbride on the Friday night at eight pm. Mm-hmm. are playing Retort second team. Canross are playing Delete Bellyson and Gale Column Kill are playing Bechtel Dunsany. So the th- three of those games, the Ulton's game, Canross, Gale Column Kill. Ulton's and Courtown, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting yeah. you say that. Yeah, got that. <laughs> Friday at eight pm and the Dundry game Saturday. So how will your lads be getting on of that? Do you think against Kilbride? Yeah, it's a tough, tough game. Kilbride did a great win uh, to today. I think it was um, so or yesterday probably. You know, so they're a great side. Um, very young. Even their adult team would be the vast majority of this under twenty one team. So the lads will be under no illusions. They had a good win the last day against St Michael's, but they're definitely going to have to up the ante another bit. Keane McBride is obviously a huge loss for them. You know, not not being able to play and stuff. Um, but look, we'll give it a crack. We'll see. Um, it should be a good, entertaining game though. Absolutely, and it just noticing as well for Gail Column Kill, we're playing them with Back to Dunsany. Mm. And again, it's probably unfair to ask the Gail Column Kill lads to play Friday and Sunday as well. Yeah. It was the same for everyone, but it probably it's probably actually what also that that has done is they've lost home advantage because they don't have lights and kells there. Ah, yeah. They've lost home advantage as well. It's probably fair for Back to Dunsany. Obviously, it's gone neutral, mm. but like that probably would have been Saturday in the park, maybe or in Grange Garden. So be interesting to see how many of the 21s play on Sunday in the Fetch Cup maybe again hmm. I think the two Rileys are they underage well Fionn probably is I or maybe not anymore Oshin definitely is overage he's he's my he's my age or I year old any other starting do they uh, they're not that young none that strike me now there could be one or two that are probably you know there thereabouts as regards coming down I think Young Muldoon could be actually um, yeah, he did his debs or he, no, he did his debs he, he did not leave he, it, he? so he, he'd be one but yeah they wouldn't have as many as say Summerhill might mm. so um, probably that's an advantage to them as well yeah. in, a, in a way you know absolutely and then in the under 21c Innie Gales are playing St Pat's that's Sunday at half two in Myla and Longwood are playing Blackhall Gales Friday 8pm in Longwood then in the in the Hurling Championship under 21a Klein Longwood are playing St Peter's and Boyne that's Sunday at the 3rd of November that's Sunday 12pm at noon so that's pretty much it for our We Are Me podcast there's probably a few things uh, 
uh, Maddy Clark is, is causing trouble on the, the Instagram, is he? Yeah, so we, we, we put up a poll to ask people to get in touch if we had any topics or questions you'd like to you know, ask the panel, no problem. And going forward, I suppose that's a thing. Feel free to send us a tweet on, on Twitter on We Are Mead or Instagram or on We Are Mead as well. Just drop us a DM. Um, but but Paddy Clark, of course, the referee, he's 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 coming, he's asked, he said, is Kieran or sorry, ask Kieran, is it true he is running for the top seat? So I assume that's an convention and you're you're going for the chairman. Well that's I, I would have said I'm already in the top seat as PRO. I think the public relations officer is the best job in the business. I get to be active in all the, the, the games, I get to go to this pitch side and I get to be involved with the county teams and get to produce programmes so uh, to answer Paddy's question I'm already in the top seat there you go I'm not going for chairman if that's what you wanted they they couldn't afford me wage I'd say (laughs) expenses Kieran expenses 100 grand a year at least so is there anything you want to bring up uh, no, I, I think we're all good. I, I should probably mention the house drawn. We we um we handed over the keys to Ronan Gogan as well. Um, at halftime in the minor final on Sunday, um, Ronan who won the second house draw, you know, uh, in Clune Dawn. So congratulations again to Ronan and all the other people who won cash prizes. Um, you know, fair play to them. The tickets are selling good. I think for the next draw, we are going with the twenty eighth of December for the third and final draw. In Kushkoshi in three bed semi detached worth two hundred and seventy five thousand. So tickets are hundred quid. Um, ideal Christmas present for anyone could win a house obviously for a thousand for a hundred euro. And of course, as you always say, Kieran, it's all going to a good cause and, and helping us with the redevelopment of Park Talton. Absolutely, and obviously building our stadium or rebuilding it and improving it is important. And the main reason it's important is because we are made. Why it matters more.